0: I'm your host, mind body coach, and pain relief specialist, Molly Jaeger. Hello, hello, hello. How are you? Welcome. How are you doing? Here we are in 2023. Happy New Year, everyone. I hope you had a wonderful holiday season. And even if you didn't, I hope you were able to ride through it with a sense of calm or connection to something bigger and deeper. Than whatever was going on in the moment. (laughs) And I'm just so glad to have you here with me on the podcast. I'm so excited to share this episode with you because it is something that is very personal and close to my heart. I'm going to be talking about goal setting, which I it traditionally have found extremely triggering in lots of ways, and I will share with you more about that. And I think a lot of people especially with chronic pain issues have a similar experience with goal setting, either that we avoid it because it doesn't feel like we can set any goals because there's this part of our life, this aspect of our life where we have no control. So why would we sort of set ourselves up for failure in that way? And that is all part of the pattern of pain, the thinking that connects to and feeds the pain, which is that you don't have control, right? That's part of that pattern or putting yourself in a position of not having control. So that's something I'm going to address today. So how to position yourself and think about goals in a way that allows you to feel that you have power, that you have power of choice, that you have power of action, and that the goal you set helps you to feel energized as opposed to feeling threatened. Or that you have to start going to battle with yourself or something that you're trying to change with your compulsion, with your urges. So it's an entirely different way of thinking about it. I'm also gonna talk about how to work with your natural biology, your nervous system, Your things like pleasure and desire, and why we even set goals in the first place. Why does that even come up, especially when it causes so many of us to suffer? (laughs) I think we just like suffering sometimes, right? We need to suffer in order to become enlightened. I think it's part of the story for many of us. And how do I know? Because that is what happens. That's very Byron Katie of me. So, I'm going to talk about that and I'm also talking about that work in terms of working with your nervous system and your biology. Setting goals from a place that or a state that is positive in orientation rather than negative from the perspective of like I'm not good enough. So thinking about setting a goal from a place that feels positive and I'm calling this setting clean goals. Clean goals have to do with the thoughts and the beliefs that are guiding your goals in the first place. Okay. That's what we're going to talk about today. It's going to be good stuff. So even if you're not the kind of person that at this moment in your life typically sets goals or makes resolutions. I invite you to stick around for this episode because you're going to find out or be reminded of a lot of things about the way your subconscious and your conscious mind work together and how to orient yourself so that you can have more say about the actions that you take and the choices that you make, which is always a good thing inside your life and the actions that you take and the choices that you make in chronic pain issues is that we already have a distorted self-image that we already are not seeing ourselves as capable or lovable or connected to people in the world around us we're already struggling in ourselves and we often set goals that focus on outcomes with the perspective that once we achieve these outcomes, we will feel better. And it's a misguided perspective. It's mistaken entirely because the way in which you go about achieving a goal is going to have the biggest impact on the way that you feel once you achieve the goal. So if you work towards achieving a goal from the perspective of Um, I'm not good enough, so therefore I need to achieve this in order to prove that I'm worthy to be on this planet, in this relationship, a part of this family, or whatever. Then, of course, achieving that goal has no genuine relevance to whether or not you are good enough to be on this planet. Like, you achieving that goal is just an Uh, made up marker that you've created in your brain that you've decided or think this will help me to feel this in this way. Of course, this is all happening in your subconscious that you have right now. And if you want to work with me, that's great. Let's chat. You can find a link to book a call with me in the show notes of this song, of this song, of this episode. And then also, of course, all the normal places like the Facebook group, or Molly at move to nourish.com. Okay. So let's talk about goals, shall we? This is why one of the reasons I love to talk about goals is because goal setting has traditionally been something that I don't do because inside setting a goal, I have two variables that are at play typically or historically. One, I'm afraid of failing. Two, I think I'm going to (laughs) fail. Like I expect in advance that I won't be able to do it. So putting those two things together means that setting goals hasn't been something I've had a lot of excitement around and I haven't done it or succeeded at it a lot in my life because I preempt my own outcome by having those two beliefs or having those two beliefs and fears. And of course, there's a lot of beliefs around uh, fear of failure, right? And I, when I set this goal, it wasn't really my goal in that it didn't come from my heart. It came from somebody else's idea about what I should be able to achieve. And so it wasn't a smart goal. It wasn't a realistic goal by any means and that made it exciting but also frenzied. And there was so much pressure that this is when I started to lose my hair. This is when I started to, for a period of time, not be able to turn my head to the right or the left. (laughs) I can't remember which one. And what else was writing on this goal was... My self-concept was completely entangled. Like my a level of capability was on the line. My level of you know, just professional competence was on the line. My expertise in like this thing that I do was completely on the line and writing on whether or not I achieved this goal. So like okay, so this example is pretty heavy, but a lot of us set goals with similar kinds of entanglement with, parts of ourselves. And we we what's the word? We conflate our success or our success with the goal with our value as a person. And I was certainly doing that. And hey, I'm so glad I did then because I learned so much from that period of suffering. And here we are. So, yay. So, let's talk a little bit about the things that you might feel or sense if you're setting a goal from this place of I'm not good enough where your self-value is entangled with whether or not you achieve that goal so some things that you might feel are a kind of determination that doesn't really align with day-to-day action right that you don't have a clean or a clear path that you can see, that you can envision of how you're going to achieve that goal. And that's not to say that you have to have a clear path, but I'm just talking about because that's something that you create for yourself, right? That's something that you create for yourself. And you can take a, a goal that started from a place of, you know, I'm not good enough and create a state in which, okay, I'm going to achieve this goal, but from this aware place. So it doesn't always have to do with the goal itself, but really how you're positioning that goal in your mind. So if you have a goal and you're thinking about it in terms of, um, yeah, if it feels really pressurized to you and if it feels like there's a lot at stake, then then that's when you want to pause for yourself. Because here's the thing. There's nothing at stake in the way that you're thinking about it. If you achieve that goal, you achieve that goal. And then there are some differences in circumstances. If you don't achieve that goal, then you don't achieve that goal. And that's a circumstance. And that... Either of those outcomes are neutral. Neither of those outcomes mean much of anything at all. It's that we make them mean something. And that's something that we want to separate out. That's something that we want to get clear on. And this is part of how you set clean goals. You get clear on where you're conflating your own value with whether or not you achieve a goal. Now here's how to do it. Here's one one way to do it is to pause instead of taking a bunch of action to pause and by pausing I mean sit down with a pen and paper and ask yourself these questions. What am I making this goal mean? In other words, what will happen? What do I think will happen if I achieve this goal in your subconscious? And one of the things that might be happening, which I think is very common because you have, you know, we all have human brains, is that we think a certain outcome will have a huge effect and totally determine the rest of our lives. Right, Sometimes that's what we have riding on it. Like, if this doesn't happen, then the rest of my life is going to be a failure. And it sounds bonkers to say that and like totally ridiculous, but this is what our brains do when we feel threatened. It draws these huge generalizations that are completely ridiculous. And that's a part of our protective mechanism. So get really clear for yourself by asking these questions okay next up I'm gonna talk about how to set a clean goal so I've talked about what not to do and how to identify if you're setting a goal from this place of entanglement with your self-image of not good enough and then how to either shift that goal into a clean place or just choose any goal from a clean place I'm going to share with you my personal process, and then I'm also going to share with you this amazing anecdote. It was a study that I read about uh, in the Guardian recently. I think it was the Guardian, but I can't find it, so I'm going to have to paraphrase it. And it has—it was like amazing. It totally blew my mind, and it was completely about how your mindset affects your outcome in terms of whether or not you achieve a goal. So I'm going to share with you my process and then I'm going to give you some support as to how you can uh, think about your goal and understand the workings of your brain so that you can, you know, set yourself up to feel po- feel more positive and feel more in control. Cuz that's what we like in control of our actions. Right? That's what I like to when I talk about being in control, I always mean in control of our own actions and that is a good thing because of two reasons. Either they feel that um, they don't have the capacity to have control over this, this certain area of their life and so setting a goal is like setting themselves up for failure and or they feel like the, um, the goal would create so much stress that it could or definitely will create more pain issues. And so therefore, they don't want to set a goal because who wants more pain if they think uh, if they think that something they do will create more pain. So this is so important because there's a couple of things in here that I want to tease out. Number one, if you are creating your life from the perspective of pain, being the dominant factor. That is a part of the pain pattern that feeds the reality of having pain. That feeds the pain, the fear pain cycle. So there's fear of failure and then there's uh, fear of pain itself or fear of stress and pressure. So as long as we're operating from a place of fear, that is what nourishes pain and keeps pain alive in our body. So I'm going to offer you some ways to understand what might be happening so that you can set goals in a way that feel nourishing to you rather than threatening. So the way that you're thinking about the goal itself will have a huge impact On how you go about achieving that goal. And of course, how you go about achieving that goal will affect whether or not it's a positive experience in your life or a negative experience in your life or causes you suffering or causes you or gives you nourishment. So think about the goal in terms of achieving it or working towards it as a practice as a means to connect more deeply with yourself. Because if we strip away the meaning of achieving or failing our goal, failing at it, if we strip away all that meaning that we put on top of it, then we're just dealing with the circumstances and the actions or the process toward achieving that goal. And I want to offer that it's the process itself that has the most impact on your future. So how you go about working toward a goal is the most impactful aspect of the whole goal-setting equation. So think instead of about the goal itself, think about how you want to feel as you are working toward that goal, or what you want to work, what that goal allows you to work on. For example, working toward this goal, I will use this as a practice to stay in touch with my emotions. So as you work towards this goal and experience little success successions little successes, little failures because that's how you get to a goal. There's little successes and little failures all along the way. Or doubts and belief all along the way that as you go through that process, it's an invitation, it's an offer to connect with yourself. So it gives you a sense of uh, bigger purpose in terms of the whole of your life, but also helps you to connect to what is more important, which is the moment, the experience of life in the moment. And if we want to shift the paradigm away from negative-oriented goals, which stem from not feeling good enough or wanting something better in our lives to a paradigm where we are good enough now. Life is good now. We are provided for now. And from that place, we would like to explore something different, something we haven't experienced yet. Or even if the goal is, I want to experience this because I've always desired it, but I never believed that I could. Then the practice isn't about whether or not you achieve that, whatever your goal might be, but it's about being with that belief and processing the emotions around the belief that you never could not to achieve the outcome and therefore proving to yourself and the world that you can do it, but rather to work on the belief, the limiting beliefs or the limiting self image and all of the emotion and the other thoughts around that, that are keeping you from either accessing this that you want or some aspect of life that you desire. And that could be just having a certain kind of experience, which is confidence. Because as soon as you set a goal for yourself, all these things are going to come up. All of your patterns, all of your f- habits, whether it's fear of failure or or whether it's um it's harder for me to find words for this because it's not my M.O., which is something like, I will get this done no matter what. Uh, people are counting on me. If I don't do this, then I'm, uh, I like, failure is not acceptable, right? Because you could be coming at it from that perspective too. And therefore, you know, push yourself to the nth degree to ensure that you meet your goal no matter what. That's not me, <laughs> But I know that there are a lot of you out there that put yourselves in that position and hold yourselves to that kind of place. So that the goal itself becomes something that allows you to move that habit, move through it, because you become more aware of it, because you've put yourself right inside it by creating a goal for yourself. So that the goal is a practice rather than an end game. That's my offer to you. So I want to share with you a couple of things that I found really fascinating. So we have all of these subconscious thoughts. And we don't know where we got them. Some of them we know. Some of the thoughts were like, oh yeah, I have that belief because my dad told me when I was 12 that blah, blah, blah. Or my teacher in you know eighth grade, whatever. But the vast majority of beliefs and opinions that we have, we don't actually know at what point <laughs> we acquired them. They come from lots of different places. And I think it's so helpful to get an insight into that. So I'm going to share with you A little anecdote from this article in my local newspaper this uh, article is well the newspaper has been interviewing these people the same six people since they were in kindergarten and they are now in ninth grade right so they're pretty young in the grand scheme of things and it's so fascinating to share with you these 14 year old perspectives because we can look on them with having lived through life and being a little bit more aware. But also, it's important to acknowledge that these same opinions, beliefs, and values are likely percolating in our own subconscious without us realizing it. So this particular article was asking these kids about Things like success, their opinion of success and goal uh, oriented or goals, achieving goals and also the future. And for the most part, all of these kids had a pretty, you know, um, what I want to say, mainstream view of a goal. It's pretty black and white. You either achieve it or you don't. And that means that you have success or that you fail. You either get the grade or you don't. End of story. And it was so fascinating to read their words and to feel that activate the same kind of pattern inside me, the same kind of thinking inside me. Like, I can look at this and laugh at it and have this perspective that it's so much more than that, but yet that there's a part of me that that really rings true for still. And just to acknowledge that that's there and that's present is so important and the other thing i wanted to share with you that i found so interesting was that it was an article in the guardian that i cannot find so i have to paraphrase here but it was about how the how the mindset or more specifically really the perspective of the person had an impact On whether or not they would follow through with their goal or resolution. So whether or not they would resist the temptation to eat a cookie or not go to the gym, right? The temptation, if you want to work out, the temptation is to not, right? So whether they could resist that temptation or take the action that was in the direction of them achieving their goal. And if their perspective was from this place of, it's hard, it takes energy, it's challenging, it's draining, then they were much less likely to achieve their goal. Which I don't know about you, but that makes a ton of sense to me. I personally don't really like or have much success in doing things that I don't like to do. (laughs) I really don't. I remember a friend once posted, I saw a post on Facebook that was like, must not sit down or the house won't get clean. And I was like, how can you resist sitting down? How can you do that? Like I just, at that time in my life, had so little experience with moving through those moments. And a large part is because I've always had this perspective of the difficulty. Like I'm looking at it from the perspective of that's difficult. That looks hard. That looks challenging. Why would I want to do that? Or I don't know if I can do that because it looks so hard. It's energy depleting. Okay. Whereas, now this was fascinating to me. There are some people in the world, apparently, who have the perspective that challenges are energizing, nourishing, life-giving, strengthening, exciting. And that is their base mindset that they keep coming back to that is just there. I was like, who are these people and give me some of those thoughts, (laughs) give me that. And it occurs to me like, wow, I'm going to try that on because I know how to work with my thoughts. I know how to get in there. I know how to operate from belief that I don't believe in yet. Which by the way, if that doesn't make sense to you, I think I talked about it in last week's podcast. So check that out. Beliefs you don't believe in yet. How to operate from beliefs you don't believe in. <laughs> so I was like, oh my gosh, this is a revelation to me. I'm gonna try on this theory and I'm offering it to you if it sounds interesting to you. So you can explore the idea of, what if my perspective was, what if I had the thought that doing this makes me stronger, that it's not depleting to resist an urge, but that it's not draining on my energy, but that it's energy giving. Kind of a cool idea. And you can use it however you want to. And here's my suggestion. Use it on something small to begin with. Don't do everything. Just do something small that you can work with over a month. That would be a great way to explore this idea. What if I explore this idea? And again, really making sure that you're visiting whether or not this is clean or whether or not this is tainted with a bunch of uh, self criticism as you go into it. Right? Is this something that I desire for a positive reason that makes me feel good? All you know, already before I even get started, not the outcome, but the process in and of itself, right? Does it make me feel good or does it feel threatening? And then how am I thinking, what meaning am I placing on having achieved the, or achieving the outcome or not? And then also, What is my perspective on the actions that I'm taking in terms of whether or not they're depleting or energizing, draining or strengthening? And then play with that. You could even try something on. Try this on. How does it feel? Try that on. How does it feel? And give your brain some opportunity to play inside different thoughts, to just be with different thoughts. And without having to force anything or push anything little by little, you'll start to experience a trend toward a positive direction. And when I say positive, I mean a way in which your nervous system feels nourished. Right? Whatever direction that is, you will find that. It will open up for you if you give yourself that opportunity and that space of being in exploration without having to make this happen or force that outcome. So think of your goals as these wonderful opportunities to get to know yourself and to increase your awareness of how your mind and your body works and to practice compassion, to practice self-acceptance. If you approach goals in that way, I think they can provide so much value to your life and so much joy, even if they're challenging, even if you fail. That's how I'm moving into 2023. There's so many things that I want to create in my life and I don't want to step away from what I desire because I'm afraid. Or because I don't know how to do it, how to achieve it, and I'm allowing that to dictate my life. Right? I don't want my life to be dictated by my fear or my disbelief in myself. So instead, I'm creating goals. And I'm going to work on them from this positive place of radical self-acceptance and increasing self-awareness and all the things about growth and my personal growth. And that's what I'm offering for you today. All right. Have a wonderful week and I'll talk to you soon. Oh, one of my goals, by the way, I'll just say is to put out 52 podcasts this year. That means once a week. So I will see you every single week in 2023. Bye. Well, thanks for joining me again this week, everyone. It was wonderful And I hope that you found value out of today's episode. If so, leave me a review wherever you are listening, whatever platform you listen on, you can usually find some place to tap a star or tap in a comment, that would be awesome. You can also share this podcast on social media and that would be so wonderful as well. And if you're ready to break the cycle of pain in your mind and body once and for all, don't hesitate. Reach out to me. Staying in confusion and hesitation and indecision is part of the pain cycle. Take definitive action that feels positive, that feels energizing. Even if it's scary, going outside of your habit is ultimately where you're going to find resolution to the pain in your mind and body. Let 2023 be the year that you have access to your resilience, not because you have willpower, but because you are able to tap into the wellspring of abundant health that is there in your body for you to draw from. Let 2023 be the year that you get access to joy on demand, not because of your circumstances, but because you choose it and you've learned how to cultivate it and lean into it. And if you're a woman listening to this podcast, I especially encourage you, if your life is limited by pain in your body or dominated by pain in your body, whether it's your joints or migraines, listen, women, we deserve to enjoy life just as much as anybody else on this planet. Not only that, but our ability to access joy in ourselves affects the people that we love and care about the most. And I see this as a ripple effect. The more joy and freedom and ease you have in your life, the better the entire world is. Not just around you, but it expands beyond you, the people you come into contact with, the people that you love, the people that you support in a loving way. They then are nourished by what you're able to give them. I guarantee the world will be a better place when women no longer accept chronic pain as their norm. To book a call you can either email me at molly at movetonourish.com That's move to nourish.com. Or you can simply go to my calendar at calendly.com forward slash move to nourish forward slash consult. The link is in the show notes. I'll speak to you soon.